This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. U.S. stocks sank on Wednesday after a series of disappointing quarterly results from some major retailers weighed on the broader markets. Investors also further digested remarks from Federal Reserve officials, reaffirming their aims of reining in inflation. The S&P 500 slid by 4% in its worst day since June 2020, closing at 39.2494. The Nasdaq Composite dropped 4.7% to settle at 11.418.15, while the Dow fell by more than 1,100 points, or 3.5%. The moves lower came as some weaker-than-expected earnings results from major retailers underscored the toll that inflation has been having on corporate profits. Target on Wednesday cut its full-year operating income margin outlook as input and transportation costs remained elevated and estimated it could see an additional $1 billion in transportation costs this year due to rising fuel prices. And this came after Walmart, the largest U.S. retailer on Tuesday, reported weaker-than-expected quarterly earnings and slashed its profit outlook for the year, citing higher wages, fuel, and food costs. Shares of both companies sank, dragging peers including Costco and Dollar General lower in sympathy. The S&P 500 retail ETF dropped more than 8%, and the S&P 500's consumer staples and consumer discretionary sectors lagged. I think what investors realized was these seemingly safe-haven stocks The staples like Target, like Walmart, are not immune. That their costs are rising. They cannot pass their higher costs onto their consumers. And as Walmart said yesterday, their customers are coming in and buying groceries. But they're not buying hard goods. They're not buying other products where they have a slightly higher margin. Jack Ablin, Crescent Capital Chief Investment Officer, told Yahoo Finance Live Wednesday afternoon. So if you look at the consumer and recognize, yes, wages are up, but they're not going up at the same rate as inflation, and the highest cost increases are food and energy, that's funneling away spending that ordinarily would be spent at a more profitable side of Walmart and a Target. The disappointing results outweighed optimism from earlier this week when investors took in a number of upbeat reports on the U.S. economy. Tuesday's at least short-lived rally came following a couple of solid reports that showed both consumer spending and manufacturing production were holding up strongly. U.S. retail sales grew at a 0.9% rate in April after a sharply upwardly revised 1.4% monthly rise in March, suggesting consumers were continuing to spend even as consumer prices have climbed at the fastest rate since the 1980s. The latest print on U.S. industrial production also exceeded estimates with a jump of 1.1% last month, or more than doubly expected rise. The still-strong economic backdrop 
has given the Federal Reserve more room to raise interest rates and otherwise tighten monetary policy to bring down inflation without fear of deeply disrupting growth in other areas, like the labor market. Fed Chair Powell acknowledged to the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday that while there could be some pain involved in restoring price stability, he believed the Fed will be able to sustain a strong labor market. Powell also said that there remained broad support for two more 50 basis point interest rate hikes at the Fed's next policy-setting meetings, reiterating his view from the Fed's last meeting earlier this month. I don't think he said anything that caught us off guard, but let's not forget where we are, Ryan Dietrich, LPL Financial Chief Market Strategist, told Yahoo Finance Live on Tuesday, noting that the S&P 500 has fallen for six consecutive weeks heading into this week. It hasn't been down seven weeks in a row for 20 years, so we're awfully oversold here. Then you come in today and you've got industrial production pretty solid. You've got retail sales pretty solid. Things aren't perfect, but we just think so much of the negativity that is priced in, it's just a little overboard for us. And we think this could very well be an opportunity for some of the longer-term investors here. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.